right. Good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com. I don't have you in my my view here. There we go. We'll move it around a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not I'm not here alone. I actually have someone here with me. Um, <laughs> so Taste Life Nutrition Radio, what are we about? We are about truth and health and wellness. We want to bring to you the very best that we can. We want you to have the knowledge to empower yourselves to be healthy, to do all of the things that you are supposed to do in this life to live large. And part of that is sleeping. I know, we don't really think about sleep that much, um, unless we're not getting any. Then I think probably we think about it a lot. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So forgive me, I'm gonna move this around so we can get you in, so everybody can see your lovely face. All right, cool. All right, so uh, this is Seth Davis. Seth Davis is the founder of Sleepably. Uh, make sure my heat is down. It is. Okay. And anyway, so Sleepably, so see, he's a, oh gosh, I can't even talk. Seth is a sleep coach. I just need to slow down. There's a lot of S's. I know. Seth, sleep coach, Sleepably. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot for me to take. Um, anyway, so he has this amazing business in Cherry Creek, which is here in Denver, Colorado, if you don't know that, if you're not from here. Uh, we are a global show, just so everybody knows, and so you know. So, <laughs> um, want to want to make sure that anybody who is local, if you need to reach out, we'll give you all of this information. But um, Seth is going to talk to us about his life, his experience, and what he does now to help people to guide them to do exactly what we want to talk about, which is live well by sleeping well. Um, which is such a huge part of who we are and, of course, our experience in, in this world. So, um, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. So, uh, of course, as always, we start the show with gratitude. Uh, gratitude can change the world. So, uh, start your morning with what you're grateful for. Go to bed with what you're grateful for. Um, interestingly, I've said this before, but I want to I send out a reminder that if you go to bed grateful, then very often you wake up grateful. If you go to bed fearful, if you go to bed thinking of all of the things and, you know, the, the, the hard things, then that's what you're going to wake up thinking about. So uh, we want to wake up with gratitude. Gratitude can spread. It is energetic. Um, and give it to those who you love and those who you don't love. It's important. So what are you grateful for? So at the moment, I'm grateful for having a healthy family and just being lucky enough to be pursuing what I'm really interested in, so kind of pursuing my passion. Yeah, so this isn't what you've always done, right? Right, yes. Before okay. that, I, I was doing things that were unfulfilling before, yeah. so it's nice to be on a different path where I'm actually enjoying the ride. Same, same. Very cool. Um, oh my goodness, I didn't even give it any thought this morning. I just sort of blew in and started going. So I'm grateful for... Um, I'm grateful for... Oh, I know what I'm grateful for. My brother is getting married. And anybody who's watching this who knows my brother, you're going to be like, what? So um, I'm 51 here next month. My brother will be 48. This is his first marriage. I'm sure he'll really appreciate me saying that. But it's very exciting. He's very cheesy, which he should be. Um, and he is marrying an amazing lady. To me, I'm still just a girl, but she's, <laughs> she's, she's super cool. I'm super grateful for him to find somebody to spend his time and his life with. Um, so we're going to do that here in a couple of weeks. So, And I get to cook. I get to cook for the wedding. So I'm super excited about that. <laughs> something to be grateful for. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, so let's get into the fun stuff. Let's start out with um, your journey. What brought you here? What excites you? What what motivates you? Where were you that brought you here? All of the yeah. things. Yeah, so I guess it all starts with, um, you know, going back to the kind of unfulfilling part. So I started out as a journalist, which was, that in itself was not unfulfilling, but that career um, just introduced a lot of kind of stress and deadline pressure. So there were a lot of things that just added up to kind of send me down the road to insomnia. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had sleep issues myself. Um, and during that time, I, all the things that went along with it, just feeling tired, feeling unmotivated, 
um, and just wanted to learn how to do things naturally and, and learn how to sleep better without sleeping pills or sleep aids or anything like that. So did you have to take sleep aids? I did. I, I, I experimented a lot with herbal ones, other counter ones. Yeah, and as most people do, right? Exactly. All of the things, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Tried a couple of prescription sleeping pills, mm -hmm. which I did not want to deal with too often. Yeah. Um, so that whole part of my journey set me up for the next part where I just wanted to learn how to do things naturally, learn what I was doing wrong so I could do things right, um, which coincided with learning there's such a thing as a sleep coach. And so it just came together where I wanted to fix myself so I could help other people fix their issues as well. I had never heard of a sleep coach before meeting you. Yeah, I, I think didn't know there was such a thing. It's a relatively new, new thing. Mm -hmm. So um, there's certification programs out there, but it's it's uh, over the past few years it's really started to catch on, and just sleep in general is becoming more of a focus. Well, as it should. I mean, it's it's such a you know we I talk a lot when I'm on the show about these you know the spirals and how everything's connected and you know it, what's causing the sleep issues or the sleep issues what it, what's it causing. And then it just goes round and round and round and round and round. Sure. So yeah, it's um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so sweet. Um, anyway, so it's it's a it's a tough situation because, like with most things, you want to understand the root cause, mm -hmm. what's happening, and why is it happening, and what's going on. And so that's part of my job too. But I'm assuming that's part of what you do. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I when I start working with somebody, we have an intake process where. I look at everything, a little bit their nutrition, but the stress in their lives, their daily routines, their sleep schedule, their sleep hygiene, so things like sunlight exposure and uh, the temperature in the bedroom and all those things. Mm -hmm. Just because there are so many different things that could be contributing to it. Mm -hmm. And once we identify some of those, sometimes it is. Like maybe you need to work on your nutrition, so you need to work with this person. Um, but it really is kind of finding the root cause because there's, there's so many different things that could be contributing to it. So for your own journey, did, how is it that you started to figure it out, come out of it, start sleeping? How amazing was that when you actually started sleeping? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that it all came from when I decided to become a sleep coach and to uh, start getting the education. And that's when I really started to, it started to resonate. Okay, this is, you know, you were doing this thing wrong. So your sleep schedule was all over the place. So your mm -hmm. body was confused. Which is so what so many people do. Yeah. So many people. Um, and then, you know, negative, so like negative, thinking about sleep negatively is a big part of it. So, you know, being worried about sleep or thinking I'm just a bad sleeper, things like that. That is a big problem for a lot of people. And that's, I was guilty of that for a long time. Uh, kind of worrying about sleep during the day, worrying about sleep in the evening, and that was contributing to the problem. So just learning about all those things and then the better way to approach those and how to change how you think about sleep and how to reduce your stress around sleep and things like that. Um, so once I really started learning about it and then applying it to myself, I noticed that I noticed the difference. Mm -hmm. So when I start working with people, I can see I have personal proof that when you improve this, then you know it, it can start to make it easier for you to sleep and remove some of that anxiety around sleep. Well, and so that's what happens so often too, right? Is you go to bed fearing not going to sleep, mm -hmm. which create it's, it, it's again, and so you don't sleep because you're afraid of not going to sleep, and it's 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 horrible. Exactly. I've been there. I've not. It's not been a chronic issue for me, but it is something. I mean, I think with everybody, we all go through our spells, and you know, but sometimes they last a little longer than you think. You're like, holy smokes. Am I going to sleep tonight? And then you sit there and your mind just reels about not sleeping. Exactly. And mm -hmm. yeah, so um, you probably, at that point, you probably can, ident you can identify with kind of the fight or flight. So you probably, when you felt that fear, you started mm -hmm. to get the fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's a big part of it. And you mentioned earlier, um, you know, sometimes you think about sleep a little bit too much. And so it's one of those things where we, you know, we have a little problem with our sleep, then we turn our focus to it. We start thinking about how to try to problem solve, and the problem just grows because our focus is squarely on that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I know I was going to talk about the fight or flight because you know there's a there's a lot of biochemistry behind that that I think is important to talk about because you know I, it's for me if there is an understanding about why things are happening, then you can it helps to dig deeper and helps you to search more and so of course it's part of my job to do all of those things, but I also like. I think that people need to know, you know, people maybe not want to go as deep as I want to go because I'm a little bit of a nerd, <laughs> but, um, but I think it's important to understand. So there is the, our, our, our sympathetic and our parasympathetic nervous system. And so our sympathetic is our fight or flight. Our parasympathetic is our 
rest and digest, right? And we're supposed to be, for the most part, in rest or digest. And what happens in rest and digest is we have all of the, you know, so much of the blood goes to the core, which it allows the body to function, right? It allows the, the food that we eat to digest. It allows us to be calm. And that's what we want in order to, to sleep, to eat, to, to live healthy. You know, we are supposed to be in fight or flight, but only in time of need, right? It's accidents and crazy things where you have to have that, you know, adrenaline rush and that cortisol rush and that those spikes. So over time, when we don't allow for this time of being calm, hi Angie, um, and we don't allow for um, the time to rest and we just keep going and going and we eat on the run and then we're not sleeping, which again raises more cortisol and keeps you in, again, you know, even overnight then in the fight or flight. So I don't mean to get too wordy about this, except it's the understanding again that it's kind of that nasty spiral where you then, what can happen is your body starts to become catabolic, right? So it starts to, to break down muscle tissue. Um, and then, you know, people wondering, well, I'm not sleeping and now I'm gaining weight and I'm unhappy and I'm not functioning well, my brain's not functioning. All of these things are connected. Um, and so digging to the root cause and doing simple things, right? Like meditation mm -hmm. and prayer. And so I don't mean to get into to your business, but I do, I talk about this a lot to my clients because it's important to have that time of calm and still because it literally changes our biochemistry. Well, so it's funny, yesterday I was having coffee with one of your other guests in this, you know, Isaac Mulberry? Yeah, yeah. he so, was on last week. Yeah, so we were talking about how there's different kind of ways to, because some people are just constantly locked in that mm -hmm. fight or flight, mm -hmm. and so there's different ways to kind of get around that. So you, you mentioned kind of meditation and things like mm -hmm. that, relaxation. Mm -hmm. um, he does some hands-on work to help with that. And then when it comes to sleep, I help people to even just kind of education and awareness. So kind of here's what's going on. Here's how your thoughts are affecting your sleep. Here's how we can relax. So even that kind of education and awareness mm -hmm. sort of helps as well. And so there's different ways to approach it. But um, I think that's within the wellness community, that's kind of where it's nice to have, you know, we're having sort of body, your body is tense at night. So maybe let's talk to Isaac, the, the chiropractor, or, you know, let's work on your, your thoughts about sleep and things like that. So there's different ways and they can be complementary, they all kind of work together. Well, yeah, I mean, it's important to, and you know, sometimes, <laughs> so Angie, I don't know if you know Angie, she said sleep is one of her most <laughs> important things, most favorite things, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I talk about this a lot, and you know, and with most of my guests, it's very much, you know, I bring on a lot of people who have very similar views when it comes to practicing, right? We don't have to do the same thing. We don't have to believe the same thing, but we have similar views on how you practice, how you work with clients. And it's, it's so much about building your team um, and helping people to understand that whatever it is you're, that you're dealing with, sometimes it takes multiple, multiple people, practitioners, friends, family, you know, priests, preachers, whatever it is that you need to help you move through the process of whatever you're dealing with. Um, and you know, when it's, especially when it's really chronic, you gotta, you gotta look out, you gotta reach out, don't try to do it on your own. Things are really hard when you don't understand it. I, there are a lot of things that I don't understand. What's hard for me is bookkeeping. I don't understand it, so I don't do it. <laughs> so I reach out to people to help me do it. So it, you know, it's, not, it's not like we shouldn't reach out and ask for help from multiple people who you trust or who the people you, the, who are on your team who they trust so again I get a little soapboxy on some of this stuff but it's it's really important because so many people are struggling and don't know how to get out of their struggles yeah I agree yeah we spend a lot of times too much just kind of trapped in there and and kind of pr the analysis paralysis like I don't know mm -hmm. what to do so I'm not going to do anything and mm -hmm. then it just lasts for months or years and so yeah sometimes just taking that first step and reaching out to somebody you know and just getting the ball rolling and Maybe they can direct you to somebody else, but mm -hmm. at least yeah. you're taking a step toward. Well, and that's what a good practitioner is going to do. Is um, I might be able to help you a little bit, but I know somebody who can help you a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so when you were figuring your stuff out, um, how long had you been dealing with insomnia? So it was on and off for about 15 years. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wow. Well, I know. So I, I tell some people, some of my current clients that, and they're like, for how long? Like, I've only been for two years, <laughs> whatever. So, 
Um, yeah, I spent I spent a long time just the same thing, right? I didn't know where all I knew was sleeping pills. So mm-hmm. you know, I can talk to your doctor about that, but I felt almost embarrassed to ask a doctor about that just because, mm-hmm. like, are they gonna, even going to be able to help me with sleep, and mm-hmm. what are they going to do? So I just I never really asked too much. Yeah. Um, and now I know that there's a, there's a lot of support out there. There's different things you can do, but yeah, it was on and off for about 15 years. It's it's interesting. Um, the, the 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 approach that many of us have, and uh, us is a is is a very general collective, and and, and including in there, uh, conventional or allopathic medicine, um, you know, which isn't a, a bad thing necessarily. Sometimes we need to have some of these drugs in order to to get done what needs to get done, whether it's decrease inflammation or if it's to sleep a little bit or whatever the case is. But it's unfortunate when they're not when whoever is whoever it might be it can be any practitioner but is not starting to dig trying to dig for the root cause Mm -hmm. and helping to guide the person through digging through the root cause and I want to bring this up real quick because I think it's it's super helpful we know um, someone who was on sleeping drugs you know hardcore drugs for I think it was 20 years Um, we've had Angie on Angie does CBD CBD is super cool so think about a good quality CBD Think about um, think about your nutrition. Think about seeing a sleep coach. Um, all of these things are so important in in really bringing it all together and bringing together a well rounded um, well rounded approach to getting what you need. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, and actually, I wanted. To, so I was just thinking about it, and going back to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. For and for sleep, sometimes the root is stress, or yep. sometimes being unsatisfied with your life. So sometimes yeah, I kind one. of find myself almost becoming a life coach in a way. Like uh-huh. I had a client recently who he was feeling stuck in his job, and and so he w- and his finances were kind of uh, not great, and so he was, so those things were kind of keeping up at night and keeping his mind racing. So. I kind of was advising him on some of those things, and you can you can talk to this person. And mm-hmm. so the more that we helped him kind of unravel some of those things, the more the more his sleep improved. Yeah. So sometimes it really is like maybe you need more of human interaction in your life. Yeah. Or more exercise, or more. Uh, so sometimes it's more than just like sleep hygiene, but mm-hmm. it's you know how you, how you're living your life during your day is what's missing, and how is that maybe affecting your sleep at night? So it goes pretty deep sometimes. Yeah, it's almost kind of like talk therapy yeah. right you know, you know yeah. even if you're not a therapist it's let's 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 just get it out mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes it's just all we need is just to get it out and get it mm-hmm. out in the world and for an outsider to be able to to look in and say okay what about this and what about this sure. so um yeah it's it, it is interesting when people come to you for one thing there is a little bit of that that therapy mm-hmm. that goes along with if that's, it if that's the root of the issue then, yeah. then let's talk about it yeah mm-hmm. yeah cool um, so what are what are you know tips, tricks, thoughts, things that you can give to help people through their journey? Yeah. Um, so I would say one of them is this is always one of my biggest tips is if you are having an irregular sleep schedule, so maybe you wake up at six on the weekdays and nine on the weekends mm-hmm. or just it varies all over the place, a lot of times that is one of the roots of the issue because your body's confused, your circadian rhythm is yeah. thrown off and you know, that kind of throws everything off. So maybe look at just having a more regular sleep schedule uh, across the entire week if possible, uh, as much as possible. Even the weekends. Even the weekends, yep. Not always easy, but mm-hmm. even the weekends. Yeah, and you you should notice just a change in the quality of your sleep, how you feel during your days. Um, so I, I see a lot of people who are kind of living those different sleep schedules throughout the week, and once you make that change, it tends to be really effective for you. So that's a big one. Um, if you are worrying about sleep and you know, thinking about it during the days and in the evenings, that's when, um, you know, med- things like meditation and things do help, but also, you know, working with a sleep coach or a therapist or something to kind of talk through that mm-hmm. and learn how to deal with those worries and reduce them and, um, you know, replace them with more positive thoughts is always going to uh, make it easier for you to go to sleep so you're not mm-hmm. carrying those things into bed with you. So some people will say, too, um, and that you know if you put like a, a notebook or something beside your bed mm-hmm. and so if you're thinking about something and you write it down then you kind of let it go yeah 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 that exactly that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing if you have that thought in the moment um sometimes i'll tell people 
just to make a practice out of it. So mm -hmm. maybe you know, the co in a couple of hours before bed, just write down your to-do list or things that you're worried about or whatever is just kind of captured on paper mm -hmm. and then tell yourself, okay, I can close the book on that, come back to it tomorrow if mm -hmm. I need to, mm -hmm. but for now, we're done worrying for the day. We, yep. we captured it. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, I found myself doing that. I'm like, I have to, I've got to get this out. So I'll, I, either I'll put it in my phone, which you're not supposed to have your phone next to your bed. <laughs> But I do. <laughs> it's a problem, I know. Um, I, I'm trying to get into the habit though of turning off my um, my putting in airplane mode mm -hmm. next to my bed, and and I don't know if you can see. So I have my phone right here. Um, it's sort of dark, mm -hmm. so the I, it's not a blue light mm -hmm. anyway. So I have changed that. Yeah, like so the filter on it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So. Putting a filter, I think, is really, really important. It doesn't mean you really should sit on your computer until you go to bed, but having that blue light filter, because that can really mess with circadian mm -hmm. rhythms, yeah. Yeah, and even just mm -hmm. dimming the screen, too. Like, if you yeah. dim the, the actual brightness, that can be helpful as well, because yeah. you're not exposed to as much light. Cool. Um, and I have to bring up that nutrition can either create health or create stress, which creates dishealth and dis-ease. Um, which can create then lack of sleep. So making sure that, you know, you're eating well, of course, you know, and what I find is we are in such a place of confusion when it comes to food, it comes to the food that we should eat and the foods that we shouldn't eat. Um, even people who come to me and like, I'm super healthy. And it's not that I don't believe them. I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. And most of the time they are, but there are a few things that, that really should and could be changed to, to really help, again, for people to, to optimize. And you know there are foods that can keep people awake. If you're sensitive to certain foods, they might keep you awake. Supplements. There are certain supplements that can keep you awake. Um, whether they are meant to keep you awake or whether it's like B12, you take it too late, it'll keep you awake. Um, I know they're, you know, if you're doing something, something to support your adrenals because you're stressed, if you take them too late, they might keep you awake. So lots of things to think about. Um, and of course, this is just my world, you know, when I, when I talk to people who aren't sleeping well, but, um, you know, nutrition and being healthy and living that healthy lifestyle and eating the foods that are going to support your cells and support your DNA and support your circadian rhythm and support your adrenals and your sleep cycles. All of those things uh, are huge. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like there's that, that direct uh, causation, correlation. Mm -hmm. And I would say just from a sleep perspective that when you're not sleeping well, you're more likely to choose more unhealthy foods. You're more likely to, mm -hmm. um, you know, you get it messes with your hormones that control feelings of hunger and fullness. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, and also your, your risks of being obese and, and gaining weight are higher as well. So. You know, they both affect each other. And so when you're doing well in the sleep department, then you're more likely to have better nutrition. When you have better nutrition, you're more likely to sleep sleep well. So there is a lot of uh, connection there. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 more than huge. Um, you know, I, I've, I've seen it many times when, you know, we just make small changes for, for you know, when it comes to diet that, that can help with, with sleep. Um, so tell me what else, uh, as far as, you know, when you're working with clients, what you see, um, what, what you experience, what your clients experience, what your uh, role in your company looks like. Mm -hmm. Those are really two different questions, sorry. <laughs> just kind of, th you know, things come out that I'm thinking, sometimes I should just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, I'm in my, within my company, I'm the adult sleep coach, and we have two pediatric sleep coaches who work with parents to help their children sleep better. Um, when I'm working with a client, like I said, we kind of do an in-depth intake process. So I just want to see what does your life look like, your lifestyle, everything in it, and your uh, sleep schedule so I can see what your sleep looks like. Um, so once I have that information, then we can start to really personalize it. So we can say, you know, here are some specific roadblocks you might be having. So sleep schedule, stress, all those things. And then let's, let's build a plan to actually start to kind of eliminate those things or change them for the better. Um, based on what you've, you've, the information you've provided. Um, and then, so each week we sort of pick two or three things, like here's, we're gonna work on your sleep schedule, we're gonna talk about, you know, kind of the idea of being afraid of being asleep or, or mm -hmm. being awake. So let's, let's work through those things, you know, really coach you through it, get you prepared, and then, you know, send you on your way for the week, check in, 
and then the next week let's look back and then look forward to the next things we're doing. So we kind of just go week by week, we build on habits, we change thoughts and fears and kind of just uh, guide them to a place where they're, they're just feeling a bit more, more confident about sleep, um, less worried about it, like they have, to, you know, they have to put less effort in trying mm -hmm. to sleep and just mm -hmm. make it easier for them. Uh, so that's kind of the overall goal that we go for. Okay, and how many times do you work with someone typically? Usually, so usually four sessions or six sessions. Okay. So six sessions is usually for someone who is kind of, you know, they've been dealing with sleep issues for a long time and they're trying to get off sleep medications. And four is more for just kind of the normal, you know, trouble sleeper. There has been less time, less to, to work through and kind of just need to make some adjustments mm -hmm. and remove some things and improve it for them. What I think is really cool and amazing is the fact that you can make such big changes in six weeks, four yeah. weeks, and somebody can sleep like a baby in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's um, it, a lot of it really is like even from the first session we start the kind of education. So kind mm -hmm. of okay, so here's the issue, here's what's going on with mm -hmm. that, so here's here's why that's happening, and then here's how to do it. And a lot of times, even that first, like you said, having somebody listen to you, um, I think kind of relieves some of the some of the fears and kind of normalizing certain things, like you know that you're not you know, you're not the only one in the world dealing with mm -hmm. this. This you're, you know this hap this happens is actually kind of normal and kind of normalizing it. And even just having that somebody listen to you and give you that that plan. So here's what we're going to do is very kind of calming for a lot of people. So we start to see a lot of times results in that first after that first week just because they finally have they know what's going on they know what we can do to to make healthier changes and that mm -hmm. just uh, I think calms their brain down a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about when, you know, you're trying to go to sleep. Getting stuff out mm -hmm. can help to just calm the body, mm -hmm. you know. It's, I don't know, it's almost like a meditation, just get <laughs> getting, getting it out, being still and being calm about it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Instead of just keeping it trapped mm -hmm. in and, mm -hmm. and just letting it run just wild in your mind. eating at you, mm -hmm. eating at you, yeah, just... Mm -hmm. And again, it goes back to the, the, the biochemistry and how it's affecting the body um, is, is really tough on the body. Stress shrinks the brain. Remember that. Stress shrinks the brain. Um, and so it's, it's really important to, to find that time to, to be still and be calm. What are some of your favorite stories? Um, let's see. So I've had a lot of interesting clients. I had... Uh, I, just, well, I had one person who come to me who he'd been struggling with sleep for about seven years. He'd been on um, different sleep aids that whole time, and he just he, he came to me and he said, I, "He's like, I am going to be one of your worst clients. I am broken. If you can help me, I will mortgage my house." <laughs> <laughs> and wow. so, so he was halfway joking, but um, so actually, within probably about four or five weeks, we had him. He had his first night in seven years without taking some sort of sleep aid, mm -hmm. and um, we had a moment where he told me he's like so last night I took an Ambien and then I fell asleep within you know I fell asleep within like five minutes and so I told him I was like well I think you know it takes at least 10 minutes for Ambien to get into your system and down into your gut and so and, and so that wasn't the Ambien that was you falling asleep and so he actually that's teared gotta up. be really cool yeah yeah he, mm -hmm. he kind of teared up it was kind of emotional for him and mm -hmm. so that was kind of that's a cool moment just yeah. helping people to just realize like you can do this you have mm -hmm. it in your body you can like you have everything you need to sleep well, you just need to believe it and work on and gain confidence and we can, you know, get you there. But Yeah, supplements and the and the, the drugs, the ambient, that kind of thing can so, can so often be a crutch. Mm -hmm. Um and you, even if you don't need it, you're like, but I do need it. Yeah, it's just it's a slippery slope and mm -hmm. I was talking about how um, you do reach that point where even with herbal supplements, so, so it might be good for you, might might be a good thing, but I always kind of give people the test where, you know, say you're taking this supplement and you go on vacation and you forget it. Mm -hmm. Are you going to freak out and say, I'm not going to be able to sleep because I didn't bring it with me? And if so, then it's sort of become a crutch mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. you're, you're mentally sure. dependent on it. Yeah. So I always give people that, that test of mm -hmm. you know, how dependent are you on this thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to, to I think, remember that, you know, drugs have a place, supplements have a place, but really... We want to be able to do things without help. <laughs> and, you know, the world we live in, you know, we live in a, a, a world depleted of, or our food is depleted of good you know, nutrients and our soils are depleted. And we, that's a whole other topic. But um, it, I, I like that because, I mean, I, again, I've been there where I'm, you know, thought, well, I need 
this, I have to have it, or I'm just not going to sleep. It's, it's really frustrating, mm -hmm. as I'm sure many know. Yeah, and it, it kind of goes to, I talk with a lot of people about, like, when, sometimes when you try harder to sleep, it gets, it gets harder mm -hmm. to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes the, you know, taking supplements and pills is a form of trying to sleep. So it's, and sometimes, you know, um, sometimes it requires you just saying, okay, I'm going to try it without those things and give yourself proof that you can do it. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a little bumpy at first when you're trying to get off of a sleep medication, like it, it can cause some bumps. But once you get through that and you get gain those little bits of proof, then you start to be like, you know what, maybe I don't need it that much. Mm -hmm. Maybe my body can produce this and help me do this and maybe I can do this on my own. So it's always rewarding to see people gain mm -hmm. that, that confidence. What do you know what the quickest is that you've been able to help somebody? It's been two sessions. Okay. So I've had people sign up for four sessions and say, you know, I, I'm I'm good after two sessions. Let's keep those other two sessions just in case, and we'll yeah. come back to those. But at the moment, I'm doing pretty well. Awesome. So, um, yeah, and it's, sometimes it's just, uh, like I said, the education. Sometimes it's making mm -hmm. changes to their sleep schedule. But mm -hmm. um, just sometimes if you can just identify those big roadblocks, get them out of the way, then it provides some quick results. Do you ever talk about or help guide through um, the EMFs? Um, we, I... I know of them, I know kind of what their effects, but we don't really focus on that too often. Yeah. It's it's interesting and I, I need to learn more about it, but it has it's not really a big focus. I have a I have a good resource for you if you are interested in something like that. You know, I it's uh it's interesting when I have a client who's having a tough time, it's funny because I was just saying this to a client yesterday, but it, when I have a client who's having a tough time with um getting over their hump, whatever they came to me for, mm -hmm. so often it's I believe it's due to a past trauma, um, either so it's mental and emotional, even if it's, they came to me for physical stuff, right? It's mental, it's emotional, there is a block, there's something that's going on, and so sleep is included in that, obviously. Um, or EMFs, and I am not great with EMFs either. Um, I um, have done some study on it, and I don't do it well enough in my house. I also know that it is partly epigenetic, which is super interesting because what that means is we can actually see if you have a sensitivity to EMFs, including like the, um, oh, where were the five, what, uh, what's it called for this, our cell phones when? 5G. 5G. It's the hard, the hard things, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can be really sensitive to those things. We can be sensitive to the high wires if we're too close to those, to the internet, the Wi-Fi being on all the time. And think about dogs. Interestingly, totally off topic, or mostly off topic, um, every time we have the doors open in the summer, bees come in, and I just try to take them and push them out. But if they stay in the house, they die. And I was like, why is this happening? It's only it's not been that long. Why did they die in the house? And my husband says, maybe it's because, because of the Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. Isn't that really freaking scary yeah. and interesting? <laughs> so something to think about. I always try to get them outside um, because that's where they belong. And I need them to do their job. <laughs> so we try to get the bees out. But um, but it, it's, it's I've looked at my own epigenome, you know, what I can of it, and I know that I don't have sensitivities to it, but remember, if you were to do a test like this, and you can see it, and you don't have sensitivities to it, doesn't mean it's not going to affect you. EMFs really do, oh, yes, <laughs> EMF, ep electromagnetic field, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Victoria. Um, so they can, they can really have an effect on you, they can have, you know, we don't, the, the problem is we don't even know at this point the effects, mm -hmm. all of the effects that they can have. But there is a type of, what are they called? They're called building engineers or something like that. But there's a girl who I went to, I didn't go to school with her, but we went to the same nutrition school. And that's what she does is she goes into buildings and she measures. And when people aren't getting better, if they're still not sleeping with all the work and you know all the work they do with their people, could it be that they need to work more in there? That's interesting. It's really interesting. I didn't know that there that some people are more sensitive to, or mm -hmm. that you could you actually test for that as well. Mm -hmm. So I know. So with sleep, I remember what I learned was just basically that you know with sleep we like to have kind of deeper brain waves during the night, 
but EMF sometimes can keep you keep your brain waves in a kind of faster, shallower mm-hmm. uh, frequency. Is that is that pretty much what what you know from a sleep standpoint as far as how they affect you? I you know I think they affect a lot of things. It's so yes, and I don't really know the answer. So I'm just kind of going to kind of go off of what I can expect to be the case is since we're all created or we're all energetic beings that yes it's going to affect the brain waves it's going to affect all of our energy in some form or fashion because that's just how we're created as energy and so I don't know exactly what it does be interesting and I don't I don't know who knows that stuff <laughs> I have no idea I'm sure the people who are putting all of the 5G out there don't don't have any idea <laughs> they don't really care <laughs> but we should care um, and we should we should do you know what we can you know there's some things that we just can't avoid you know we talk about you know toxicities in the environment um, we can't necessarily control what's being put up in the air which is really sad I mean I know a lot of people are trying but you know in our everyday lives we have to deal with what we have to deal with and we can control turning off the Wi-Fi when we can we can control um, you know what the foods are that we put in our mouths we can control the things that we put on our bodies um, and all of these things being toxicants potentially if they're not good then endocrine disruptors which also then can go back to sleep issues. Um, and they can go back to, which you know, sort of my world right now is struggles with fertility and miscarriages. You know, you have all of these things affect that as well and creating a healthy baby and creating a healthy pregnancy. And we have to have good sleep and we have to have good mindset. All of these things are necessary for epigenetically creating a healthy future, which is, amazing (laughs) and so much fun Um, but you know we have control over so much of what we do so we can't struggle too much with you know some of these other things that we don't have control over but we want to do our part and do what we can does that make sense that makes sense to you (laughs) you've inspired me to dig deeper into EMFs yeah I have um, I have a, a, a kind of a class that I should be able to send to you if you want, um, if you want to kind of dig into it a little bit. It's really interesting. It gives some um, good hints and tips and tricks, you know, so you can just kind of take those and and help help others with it. So that's what I try to do is just at a very su- superficial level, just help people to kind of at least think about, you know, what's going on in the house, what's going on. You know, there are things like the microwave that can be a big problem. Um, gas stoves. Learn more about that. Yeah, that's a hard one because I love gas stoves. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> yeah, kind of as a cook, you're like, this, the gas stove is sort of the only thing, only go, only way to go. But um, yeah, there there are lots of things. It's the the um, the lights, the new lights that we have, not incandescent, but the new lights. With this uh, uh, LED. Yeah, oh, is it LED? Anyway, yes. So anyway, we're kind of getting off topic a little bit, which I'm totally fine with, but. <laughs> Um, just it's it's so much to think about the dimmer switches put off a lot of EMFs okay. <laughs> you know, all of these convenient things are really kind of toxic <laughs> actually that's yeah it's been the case for a long time <laughs> the more convenient the more toxic <laughs> it's true <laughs> um, going back to fertility just a little bit and this and sleep men carrying your phones in your pockets stop carrying your phones in your pockets Unless you are trying to not have babies, then sure, carry your phones in your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're trying to have babies, don't carry your phone in your pocket. If you carry your phone in your pocket. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Most men do. Um, ladies and men, if you're sitting in a chair and you've got your computer on your lap, have something between your lap and the computer. All of this stuff here, some of you can see, it's pretty important stuff for having babies. So um, protect yourself from those those nasty emails. That's a good public service. <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't help myself. <laughs> um, okay, so what other? I, I love testimonials, not testimonials, but um, stories. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people relate to stories well, um, and when they hear something that they relate to, like, oh, okay, now I get it. So other good stories. Yeah, let's see. So I'm trying to think about. 
So I just did. So I have a podcast too. I just did a podcast yesterday, and I was, it was on the topic of why investing in your sleep is, is such a good investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was talking about how when a lot of clients come to me, they always have their their why. So I want to sleep better because it'll help me, you know, be more present with my kids and my family, or because it'll help me finally get that promotion I've been wanting. Because right, usually I'm just tired and, and energ- energized. Um, so I'm trying to think about some of the good whys I've had. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of different ones. Um, there was one person who, um, okay, yeah, so there's one person, he was about 61, and he was uh, about two years from retirement, so he was, he's like, I've, I've slept really poorly for years, I checked myself into a mental health facility for a while, just because it was so bad, I'm on family leave right now, just so I can work through this, um, I've been taking <coughs> sleep aids for the past, uh, like, five years or so. And I'm just really afraid that I'm not going to enjoy my retirement because I'm just going to be tired and worried about sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, uh, so I, I helped worked with him. Within three weeks, he had his first uh, not light with night with no um, sleep aids. His first sleep through the night in a long time, and he just he was so happy because he would, you know, be able to go into retirement without having this big worry on his shoulders yeah. and, and not and you know be able to travel and do things with with energy. So um, that was really rewarding too. Oh, fun! Yeah. Anything else? Sorry, I like stories. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. Um, let's see. I had just a busy business owner. So he owned a business, um, a financial business, and had ki- small kids, and just uh, you know, kind of just was just from the moment he woke up, woke up in the morning till the moment he went to sleep at night, it was just go, go, go. Uh, was having stress, kind of like stress reactions to his health, didn't have time for anything. So that was one of the cases where I kind of worked with him to say, okay, can we fit in five minutes of relaxation during, mm-hmm. during the day here? Can we maybe take a little bit longer lunch break so that you can actually, you know, eat outside or something like that? I um, love that. Yeah. And so once we started making those small changes, you know, within a month or so, he's like, well, maybe I'm going to ask my staff to give me a bigger break here. And so maybe I can arrange this so I can have more time to play with my child at night. Mm-hmm. So that it imp- improved his sleep, but also one of those cases where it kind of improved his life as well. He's able to give himself permission to just relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one of those cases where you know, we're, we're working on sleep, but it, it leaks into other areas of your life as well. Which is huge in my mind. You know, that's just huge. It's that it's, it's yeah, like you said, it's not just sleep, but it's open him, opening him up to understanding that his life should not be and I'm guilty of this so so, but his life should be more than just work Um, and when you have your kids you know I think about my dogs you know I don't have kids I have my dogs but they still need to to play and to have fun you know I think about being able to spend more time with my husband and you know as um, you know I don't know if this guy was an entrepreneur but you are Um, everybody who's been on the show today has been an entrepreneur which is super cool but you know, how many hats do we have to wear? So many. As the entrepreneur. Too many. Um, yeah, and we start, we have to do things that we don't know how to do. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's hard, and so you get consumed, and I'm, I'm coming at this from, you know, speaking very personally about it, but you become consumed with all of the things that have to be done, and just to grow, just to, just to, just to reach people, just to, um, you know, try to give information and education, and you know, what does it take, and how do you how do you speak to people so they understand what you're trying to say? Mm-hmm. And so, all of these things, you know, I could I could I could never stop working, and I would not be done. And I think that's the case for most everybody who's an entrepreneur. Sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's about kind of giving yourself boundaries, giving yourself mm-hmm. permission to, mm-hmm. and, and just let yourself know like rest is important too. Mm-hmm. And we work better when we rest. We don't when you rest, you don't uh, miss out on the productivity as much as you think you will. That is an interesting concept, and and, and I'm not going to get it exactly right. I know that there are people who, you know, they work, 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 and finally like okay, now I'm working with intention. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not working as much, but I'm working with intention, and just said, instead of just doing mm-hmm. right which can free up some time which is kind of nice yeah. i'm still figuring that one out <laughs> well I, th- I think they've also done studies showing that if you have your eight hour work day like you kind of lose you kind of s- you slow down the productivity you lose focus after 
I'm going to say five or six mm -hmm. hours maybe. So after a certain point, you're just not really contributing much. Yeah. So uh, if they've learned if you squeeze into a shorter amount of time, you're more focused, you're, you have that deadline to get things done, and sometimes you can get more done or the same amount done in less time. Or mm -hmm. you know, going from the four-day four work week to the five-day five work week to the four-day work week and still get as much done, maybe even more. And that is interesting. I'm going to have to try that, put deadlines on myself. Yeah, <laughs> it helps. Because I've heard the saying a lot recently where, um, I don't know who originally said it, but um, what is it? work expands to fill the amount of time you have. Mm -hmm. So you give yourself mm -hmm. more time, you're going to take more time to work. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, just going to compress it and just get it done so you can move on with life. I like that. I'm going to do a three-hour work week. <laughs> Not I'll happening. I'll go for two. <laughs> right. One up you. <laughs> So, d have you worked with anybody who is, and this is again coming kind of from where I am right now, it, working with women who are uh, struggling with fertility? Do you have you worked with any women who are struggling with fertility? Not, not off the top of my head. That I've worked with women who, um, you know, kind of after giving birth, uh, before, but never. I have never anybody who's who we've talked about at least struggling with fertility. Yeah. Okay. So I can't help but to, to bring it up just because, you know, I, I think I said it a little, uh, a little while ago, but it, you know, the sleep and is plays such a huge role in making sure that we're calm enough for the body to want to get pregnant. It's kind of got to want to. Um, and it's kind of got to be a situation where you're open to it. Um, I had a, a guest on, I, I like this so much, but... Um, Anyway, it's a few weeks ago, but she she would say that it is a you know pregnancy is about receiving and not about doing, and I love that so much. But part of that is you know taking care of yourself and you know giving your time your, yourself the downtime and allowing yourself to rest and figuring out what that looks like um, because the lack of lack of rest I'm being repetitive, but it creates stress, which you know the body when it's stressed the last thing it wants to do is bring on more stress mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so um yeah it's a pretty important one i think for for those who are who are sort of in the midst of the struggle it can be really really frustrating yeah absolutely mm -hmm. so i um <coughs> i just gave a pr uh, presentation to a hospital a couple weeks ago about naps for them mm, and just yeah. how a lot of them you know their schedules are crazy or there's a lot of stress involved so just the idea of taking 10, 10 30 minutes to take a nap mm -hmm. or even just kind of get some deep rest in 10 to 30 minutes mm -hmm. but just it can be a game changer for the whole yeah. second half of your day it can restore your energy help you to you know improve your mood and all these mm -hmm. things so just that little even a little bit of rest can can go a long way my favorite thing to do is when it's warm can't do it today i got in the car and it was 12 degrees it's like i should have it scarf on <laughs> anyway but when it's warm outside and we've had a couple of those in the last couple of weeks um but you know it's it, i go outside and i sit in the sun and i literally it that's what helps me to decompress is sitting in the sun and allowing the sun to just i just to me i, I call it god's hug I just, I just love it. It just feels good. It's warm. It's cozy. It's comforting. And so I can do that for five minutes. I could do it for 45 minutes. It just kind of depends on my day and what I'm doing. But that is, for me, um, you know, I meditate in the morning. I try to meditate in the morning every morning. Don't always get it in. But um, during the summer, I do that almost every day or, you know, spring, summer, fall when I can just because it's, that's what, brings in my parasympathetic, my rest and digest, and I'm getting away from the computer, and I'm stopping to think, and it's the sun that helps me to stop it, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I can't just go lay down somewhere, I'm not a napper, I've never been a napper, although I believe they're important, um, but, you know, it's, it's that, that time that helps me to get away and decompress. Sure, yeah, mm -hmm. sun is one of the best Mm -hmm. Energy boosters, mood boosters. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah, one of the best natural things you can do. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I, I uh, like walks. Like taking my dogs for a walk mm -hmm. at lunch, or mm -hmm. going for a run and getting that sunlight is, is yep. kind of my same thing. It's just just getting sunlight, getting fresh air, just getting movement mm -hmm. um, is is pretty much. If I don't have it during my day, it feels kind of like a there's something missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know, and so many people, I did a post on this the other day, but so many people are afraid of the sun. And the sun is a gift. It's a, you know, it's a gift from God. We don't have, you know, I, I, I talk about, you know, my company is Taste Life Nutrition. You know, I said, taste life. You know, food is life. Taste life. Well, without sun, we don't have food. You know, we don't have life. Um, so I would ask you not to be afraid of the sun. <laughs> don't cover up. Um, respect the sun. We have to respect it. But we have to get sunlight. We have to get sunlight that will... That morning sunlight can help to, to regulate your circadian rhythm. That that afternoon between 10 and 2 is good for helping to convert uh, your vitamin D. So don't be afraid of the sun. Get outside and read in the morning if you can. Drink your coffee or your tea or whatever you do before 10 o'clock. Try to get out midday, get the sun. Expose as much skin as you can. Um, super important. This is all, you know, lack of vitamin D is going to interfere with sleep. Uh, with sleep. Um, too much alcohol is going to interfere with sleep. Any alcohol really will interfere with sleep. Um, and so another thing uh, that I love is grounding. Do you ever do grounding? I have not. That's my space. So, so um, I try to. I also have dogs in the backyard, so I have to be careful with walking barefoot in the backyard. <laughs> but And they're big dogs. Um, so, but, you know, if I can... I'm walking in the front yard. Um, if we go camping, I'm trying to walk. When it, you know, so it's not as much as I would like. But for those who who want the you know the extra things, you know, these are amazing extra things that we can do. It's that you know the our Earth also is energetic, right? It's the energy from the Earth uh, that is uh, very therapeutic in helping us to ground. And we always wear, you know, these days. I'm looking at my shoes. You know, we have rubber bottom soles, right, which interfere with that. You know, and I, these are leather, but probably they'll interfere as well. So um, if you can get out and walk barefoot, you know, feel the ground and enjoy the ground, enjoy the sun, enjoy the air. You know, all of those things are going to help put you into a parasympathetic state and allow for um, better rest, better digest, better sleep, better life. I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? Yeah, I'm going to fully second everything you just said. Um, a lot of times I, just, I find myself educating people about sunlight, fresh air, things like that, mm -hmm. and just how our bodies has this natural rhythm to it, it's natural mm -hmm. circadian rhythm, and that we can influence that and keep it on track with nature, with, with lights, yeah. with temperature, with mm -hmm. all those things. So, yeah, I mean, everything you just gave was, was great advice. I would mm -hmm. say the more that you can just keep yourself sort of on nature's rhythm and keep yourself yeah. synced to it, then... You should sleep better, feel better, mm -hmm. and just uh, everything should just work, function better inside of you. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, another thing that I just thought about too is eating late. Mm -hmm. So many of us eat, uh, eat, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, maybe ten o'clock, and we're. It's not a time, you know, when we're going to bed where we're, we're, we're we want our body to be working. It's not a time where we're wanting the body to be to 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 digest, right? It's a time where, you know, we should be fairly empty already because that's the, t that's a, you know, sleep is a time of repair. And so, you know, not eating three hours, if possible, before you go to bed, it's kind of a big deal. Um, and eating and rising, uh, getting up and going to bed, you know, sort of with the sun. I know we don't, we can't really do that right now because it's dark at four o'clock. So frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> a I'm a summer long. girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need summertime. But just kind of keeping that that in mind, you know, you know, eating at six o'clock if you go to bed at nine o'clock, eating by seven o'clock if you go to bed at ten o'clock, and trying to just keep that in mind so you have that time for your body to start to empty and to get rid of stuff, and then allow it to repair and to be calm and all the things that it's supposed to do. And that's when the brain uh, repairs as well. So uh, sleep is. Um, Obviously, very important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, I'll be interested to hear what you yeah. think about this. So, mm -hmm. I, I do give that advice for a lot of people. I try to stop eating around three hours before mm -hmm. you go to bed. But there are a lot, some people who are, you know, they feel extra hungry before they go to sleep. So I say maybe have like a small, healthy snack mm -hmm. just to kind of, just to, you know, subdue the tide a little bit, just so you can. You know, rest more easily, and I'm actually one of those people. So okay. I'll have just like a small snack right before I go to sleep, just like 200 calories or mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. So what what do you think about that? I think that everybody is individual, and I think that sometimes it's fine. I think sometimes we have to. There are 
You know, I think that people who have, you know, blood sugar dysregulation and, you know, maybe they wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning because their blood sugar has dropped and so which means their cortisol goes up and that's what wakes us up. And so they wake up at 3 o'clock and sometimes it's a, okay, go eat a little bit of dark meat chicken. You know, it's got tryptophan in it and it's, it's a protein. And so that's something that can help with, um, you know, regulating blood sugar and allowing you to go back to sleep. Um, you know, so I think... I, you know, we, we, there's the ideal and then there's the reality. And so if you have a reality, there also, sorry, um, there also it can be situations where people have cravings. Why do we have cravings? Because there's some kind of dysregulation or dysfunction going on. So address your craving if you need to in a healthy way, um, but also then understand that the body, your body's talking to you. Your body is trying to tell you there's something going on, there's something that we need to address. Um, I'm having this issue. You know, everything that happens is our body talking to us. And I say this a lot, but we have lost that connection. We've lost the ability in so many ways to listen to our body because we're like, oh, I have a headache. Instead of saying, I wonder why I have a headache, it's, I need to go take an Advil. Or I wonder why I'm not sleeping, I need to go take an Ambien. Or I wonder why I'm having this craving for sugar, I'm gonna go eat a chocolate cake, right? Um, and so sometimes we can address the situation as it is at the time, but have an awareness around how you're addressing it, have an awareness of what your body's trying to tell you. If you don't know, that's when you go find people who, who can help you figure it out. Because <clears throat> that's, that's why we do what we do, and that's why everybody does what they do because they are there in in, in most of us in in a, in a in a way of serving others in some form or fashion, and so uh, I think that's all I was going to say. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that's a good way to bring it back around to the idea that finding the root of the problem is yep. is the problem or is yep. the, the why is this is this happening. Mm -hmm. Yep. And let's work on it. Yep. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. So let's make sure that everybody knows where to find you and how to find you and um, how to get hold of you. You do everything virtually, yeah? Yeah, yeah I was mm -hmm. going to mention that. So I yeah. do. I work with people across the country, across you know, different countries. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it can be virtually anywhere. anywhere. So cool. if you're living in Germany or in anywhere, I can help you. Do you speak German? No. <laughs> but I can understand you. German accents. <laughs> and, and <so. laughs> That's about as far as I can go. <laughs> cool. Um, and so you are Sleepably? Yeah, Sleepably. Mm -hmm. So sleepably.com. Uh, if you, you can come on there, schedule a free discovery call, so we can just chat about it and see, uh, talk about your options. Um, so that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, and like I said, we have uh, pediatric sleep consultants too. So if you have kids at home who are sleeping well, we can work with that too. Interestingly, I, I was going to bring this up earlier and I forgot. Um, I think that this is something that's not well known. I'm sure your um, your coaches know this, but I think it, I, I feel like it's so important to, to put out in the world that there are times when kids don't sleep well because they are not well uh, developed here. And so maybe your kid is snoring or um, you know whatever the case may be. Or they're 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 not fully their their face doesn't fully develop like to their their full genetic potential and it's it's due I think to a lot of reasons it can be nutrient deficiencies or lots of things but when we as people don't develop to our full potential then that can create problems and so think about you know think about something like that if your kid needs braces maybe we don't think about changing their teeth maybe we look at the structure of their face. Right. Um, there's there's so much that can be done without true modification, but it's more about allowing the body to get to to come to the full genetic potential, um, and hopefully that can ch can change some things as well. But um, certainly something to look out for, I think, with sleep issues. Um, but you know, kids today, we've got toxins in foods, we've got the red food colorings and the blue food colorings, we've got um, sugar and everything. There's that is that stuff that we all things that we have so much control over, and I, I'm sure that your coaches, it, it's it's making sure that all of those things are addressed. Um, it's it it's tough for kids today. There's a lot of a lot of challenges, even starting yeah. with the food, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Um, so I'm going to wrap it up. Of course, this is Taste Life Nutrition Radio streaming live every week on Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Time on KUHSDenver.com. And I uh, want to make sure that you know where you can find me, which is pretty easy. It's always Taste Life Nutrition. We have um, Soulful Conception, which is launching hopefully soon. I've been saying this for weeks now. <laughs> um, Soulful Conception is purposeful living for a healthy, babe, a healthy body, a healthy pregnancy, and a healthy baby. Um, and I am excited about this program for multiple reasons, but uh, one of those reasons is because I am bringing on experts in their field to help with the issues that can happen with women who are struggling to get pregnant or with men, right? This isn't just about women. This is a team, team, team goal, right? Getting pregnant. And so I want men involved as well. Um, although it is mostly for women, it will, there will be men's health and, and fertility in there as well. But people like Seth, um, people like Dr. Isaac, who is on people who, who can help give guidance in these areas. And this is a very holistic, um, approach to getting pregnant. You know, we're looking at mindset, we're looking at food, we're looking at uh, hypnofertility, uh, Natalia. So we're looking at people who um, people who do amazing things in the world of guiding women to get pregnant, to stay pregnant, to have the, have those healthy babies, and to create generations to come of healthy babies. Uh, it's all in our hands and it's pretty amazing stuff. So if you have questions, I hope that you'll reach out to me. <clears throat> and you could go to the website, tastelifenutrition.com, fill out a free assessment. I'll reach out to you and we'll chat about it, see what we can do to help you or where we can guide you. Um, you know, I may be the right person, I may not be, but I know a lot of really cool people who do a lot of cool things. Uh, so um, I think that's it. Feel free to... Um, Feel free to, to ask questions. Gosh, I can't even talk. We're at the end, and I can't talk anymore. Uh, feel free to reach out, ask questions, uh, post them in the Facebook page. Uh, you'll find us in the podcast, uh, Taste Life Nutrition Podcast, after this on YouTube, um, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. So thank you. See you next week. Have a good week, everybody.